Tuesday morning to you. Glad that you've joined us this morning. Well, how are you doing? I'm okay. You good on Tuesday? I'm good on Tuesday. <laughs> I just shared my yearly calendar with Matt, and now I'm having a bit of a panic attack. <laughs> She's pretty much booked till the end of the year, guys. I I'm, uh, I don't even know. And pretty much booked till the end of the year, but our summer is definitely done. <laughs> No time for anything. Oh. And it's not even fun stuff. (laughs) Just a lot of requirements and driving. Oh. (laughs) Coming up on today's show, successful Christian parenting. Oh. Plus the latest news, random facts, and artist updates. But first, it is April 16th, and we got a few holidays to celebrate, don't we, Mo? We do. This one might be my favorite. You're not going to like it so much. It's the day of the mushroom. So, I think of two things when I think of mushroom. Mm -hmm. Pizza and Mario. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Those are probably the two things I think about, too. I want to know why it's called Day of the Mushroom. I'm afraid to know why it's called Day of the Mushroom, to be totally honest. It's not, because there's a National Mushroom Day. But what's the difference? Okay, I'm going to look it up. Hold on. Okay, go for it. Uh, Day of the Mushroom, especially, no, yeah, it's just still about mushrooms. There are over 14,000 varieties. Mushrooms are a fungus that grow in the dark and damp areas. <laughs> okay. But yeah. So, no, so there's nothing a, terribly there's significant. A, there's a Day of the Mushroom, and then there's a Mushroom Day, and they're different things. Well, you know. It's such a good fungus <laughs> that it requires two days of celebration. All right. It is also National Librarian Day. Matt, do you remember your librarian's name from high school? No. Neither do I. I remember. <gasps> I do. Miss Bright. Miss Bright? Miss Bright. I remember her. I remember her face, but no, I do not remember her name. I only remember her because I dated her stepson. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, man. It's also National Stress Awareness Day. Well, you're very aware of your stress right now. I am. (laughs) I know exactly where it comes from. Um, However, there's nothing that I can do about it. So, (laughs) As as is the case with most stress, I think. I mean, what's the point in being aware of it if you can't do anything about it? So, whatever. Uh, if you love what we do here at the Back Row Morning Show, and more specifically, Back Row Radio, please consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash backrowradio. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. Uh, we are growing. The station's growing. We're getting more and more listeners, which means our licensing is going to start costing us more and more. And we are also adding more and more music to the station, which also costs us because you have to you have to buy that stuff. So <laughs> we uh, we are in need of some financial backers. We are hoping to get to uh, the point where we're raising six hundred dollars a month uh, in donations, uh, and currently we are just above one sixth of that. And uh, if you can help us out, even for just a dollar a month, that would be. Something that we'd be extremely grateful for. And depending on how much you want to give per month, also depends on what tier you're in. And uh, each tier has different incentives, different uh, thank you gifts. 
and uh, including, and this one is for all levels, even for a dollar, you get to join our private Facebook group called The Scoop. And in that group, you get to learn exactly what songs, what tracks we're adding each time we uh, add music to the rotation. Uh, normally on our normal social media, you just find out which artists we've added new music from. Um, you also get to vote on specific songs. We've been voting uh, called Bopper Flop. We've been voting on songs that that uh, I'm not sure whether or not they'd be a good fit right away. So I let our financial donors decide. Once again, we saved y'all this week from <laughs> from a serious flop. So we've done four so far, and it's been two, two good, two not, right? Yeah. Two flops, two bops. Yep. Yeah. So uh, it's it's fun, and uh, you also get to you get to get things, you get to get incentives a little bit earlier. Like uh, we, uh, by now, by the time you're hearing this, I'm sure I've already announced it to everyone. But we've got bumper stickers, uh, two different styles of bumper stickers that came out, and we offer those first to our financial backers of how many they want. And uh, now we're giving them away to uh, all of our listeners, and they're for free. So go to, you need to join our Facebook group, essentially, or go to uh, Backdoor Radio on Twitter um, to find out how to get those. Uh, we, we can send you one or two of them. Just let us know. But yeah, anyway, roundabout way. Back. Bring it all back. <laughs> all this, the whole station, it costs money. And we need ministry partners to come alongside us to keep it going. Uh, so if you're interested, check out patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, slash radio. Go to backrowradio.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom, and you'll find the link there. And listen, you just did your taxes yesterday. Right. Yeah. You know you're getting some money back. <laughs> what better way <laughs> to give of that money? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know you're, you might want to be tithing on that as well. <laughs> and you could just tithe to our ministry <laughs> if that's how God leads you. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Let's not. <laughs> Make sure. Yeah. All right. In uh, here's the news. In reasons why I don't want to live to Florida, we have a new live one. Live to, to add. Florida. You live in Florida. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Florida just discovered a giant snake. Ooh. According to Florida's Big Cypress National Preserve, a 17-foot female Burmese python containing 73 developing eggs was found slithering around the National Preserve. Big Cypress is focused on finding and eliminating pythons from the National Preserve, especially breeding females, because the reptile is an invasive species which possesses significant threats to uh, native wildlife. The new approach that led to the capture of this enormous python involves outfitting male pythons with radio transmitters. Basically find out where all the male pythons are slithering to. I mean, it's nice, (laughs) but at the same time, that's kind of like knowing the day that you're going to die. I don't necessarily know that I want that information. (laughs) 17 feet. That's just such a long... I mean, that's wider than this room. Well, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking it's the hallway right outside of the room that we're in. It might even spill, spill into the, the staircase. Goodness yeah. gracious. All right. Sl- this is, how do I even? Slattery's Patissier and Chocolatier in Whitefield, Greater Manchester. 
wants self-described chocolate lovers to take on their epic challenge. The shop has become renowned for its chocolate challenge in recent years, which thousands have attempted, but only 3% have taken away the prize for. The challenge includes a large portion of American-style chocolate fudge cake, homemade chocolate ice cream, fresh cream, and two chocolate pots filled with liquid chocolate sauce. Slattery's also requires you to finish off a hot chocolate before you can be crowned winner. 8,000 people have attempted to take on the challenge since 2012, and only 241, about 3%, have succeeded. That seemed... You, you got me with the cake, and you got me with the ice cream, and maybe even the fresh cream, but now you could just get to two chocolate pots. Okay, so these are pots made of chocolate, filled with chocolate, liquid chocolate sauce that you have to eat. I'm with you. I feel like <laughs> I, I could do the hot chocolate. I can do the fresh cream. I can do the ice cream and the cake. No issues. But chug a pot of chocolate sauce and then eat the pot and then do it again. <laughs> I want to know how big they are. I, I would hope they're small. But I'm. But obviously bigger than an egg. Otherwise, they would say a chocolate egg. <laughs> I'm just envisioning like a bait bucket. Just a big. Well, I'm envisioning a cooking pot. Like the size of a cooking pot. You yeah. know? What you mix your spaghetti sauce in. Could be. And that terrifies me <laughs> and i can see why only three percent have succeeded in this uh, all right lastly on a long haul flight passengers spend time working eating sleeping and relaxing and all in the same seat even in the swankiest business class situation cabin fever can set in that's where airbus's new city corner chairs come in offering couch style airplane seating Alongside all the usual business class features. New airplane seat premiered at the Aircraft Interiors Expo in 2019 in Hamburg, Germany. On these new seats, flyers can recline, lounge style, just like on a couch at home. And when it's time to sleep, they just lie down on the seat. No mechanisms needed. Well then. It's essentially just a couch in a plane. I mean, I think it's... All for you. I think it's genius. Yeah, that would be nice. When you have a long flight, that... Yeah. It's also necessary. ideal for customers of size, as plain uh, airlines like to call them. <laughs> Listen, y'all get two seats anyway. Stop. Rude. Well, but <laughs> it's true. Yeah, but there's only one airline that I know of where you don't have to pay for that extra seat. Oh, yeah. Which is Southwest. Well, Southwest is the only airline to fly anyway. For real, they're nice. I... They're great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They've always been. I mean, I've never been on like JetBlue or anything. I mean, those are the, the swanky airlines. Uh, or at least I don't think we'll be. ever go on JetBlue. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be fair. Out of all the airlines that we will ever get to fly on, <laughs> Southwest is the best. Uh, Not a sponsor. That's true. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much all, all my best flying experiences have been with Southwest. Yeah. yeah. I grew up flying Southwest because I had to fly to my dad's every 
every year mm-hmm. from the time that I was like eight. I flew my first independent flight, and I think most of the flights that I used to be on when I was a kid was continental, but I don't think that's even an airline. Anymore. Oh, I don't think it is. Yeah, yeah, good time. Good time. <laughs> Coming up later in the show, what does successful Christian parenting look like? Mm-hmm. Not around. what I'm doing. <laughs> show we are in the second hour on your tuesday we're glad to have you with us and we are going to kick the second hour off with five random facts with mo as we always do because i'm the best uh coca-cola hasn't patented their secret formula because it would be revealed to the public and subsequently available to anyone to recreate after 20 years that's something that i just like realized about patents that eventually they will expire no matter what. Because I know you have to like re-up it a couple times within that 20-year period, mm-hmm. within a certain time frame. But I didn't realize that that eventually is done. You can't do it. Because they, they do that so you can't have a monopoly over something forever. So to all those people who are like, <laughs> I can't drink Coke because they can't even tell us exactly what's in the blah 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 and people use coke to clean their toilets and the rust off of their car now that second part may be true but listen they can't tell us what's in it because then the lesser of the soda companies will have the ingredients and be able to take over (laughs) coca-cola guys if coca-cola was your business you'd be doing the same thing yeah i mean the colonel ain't telling you what 11 herbs and spices he's throwing in there but you're still eating that chicken it's true. <laughs> and chicken can give you salmonella quicker than than Coca-Cola can. Just keep that in mind. Uh, Swedish blood donors receive a text message whenever their blood helps save a life. We've talked about this before. Yeah, that's I, fantastic. I think that's amazing. You could be having a really crappy day and all of a sudden get a text message and it's like, oh, you know that thing that I did a couple years ago? It's all for, it's all for something. Three years ago archaeologists found pots of honey in ancient Egypt that were 3,000 years old. The honey was still perfectly edible. Yesterday we were talking about things that expire. Mm -hmm. There's something that, well, the honey that you get at the supermarket typically will expire. It will expire, yes. Because it's heavily corn syrup. Yes. Right, yeah. Yep. But your all-natural... Literal honey. Yeah. (laughs) That's good for... Pure honey. For forever. (laughs) And it's actually good to put on burns, FYI. I have to tell you, I gave Kara a hard time a few years ago because she had a really bad burn on her arm. And she put honey on it and wrapped it in saran wrap. And I wasn't the only one that gave her a hard time. I mean, like, everybody picked on her about it. This old honey arm. Yeah. But... This past year when I got the burn on my arm and Mm. nothing was helping, every over-the-counter medication that I could find was not working, I finally said, forget it. Where's the honey? Where's the saran wrap? (laughs) 
wrapped it for two days. Two days later, it was completely healed. Wow. So, (laughs) Kara, I'm sorry for picking on you. Uh, Closing your bedroom door before going to sleep at night increases your chances of surviving a house fire. Yes, I read this not too long ago and have since been closing all of our doors when we go to bed. (laughs) It still scares me because I feel like if there was like an intruder or something in the middle of the night where I needed to get the kids out... To me, in my mind, it feels like it would be less easy to get them. You know, I have to open the door and wake up their dead bodies. But because when they sleep, when they sleep, they're dead. (laughs) I realized after I said that that it sounded kind of morbid considering. (laughs) But all three of my children are hard sleepers. Okay, all three of them. Gotcha. So, <laughs> dead body was euphemism. Yes. For just yes. Hard sleep. <laughs> you weren't talking about an intruder. Listen, I real. I said. <laughs> I realized after I said it. When you go back and listen to me, you will realize there is a significant pause after I said that to where I was mentally thinking, "Oh, that might not have been the right verbiage there." Um. <laughs> oh gosh but anyway i've been closing doors okay did y'all sleep with all your doors open yeah like everybody uh the older that the boys have got they've obviously yeah closed their doors on their own but we always sleep with our doors open we've always had all of our doors closed really yeah it's still hard for me to close our door like mine and chris's door it's hard for me to close it I'm a hard sleeper. I'm a heavy sleeper. And so I've always been terrified that my kids are going to get out of bed and go out the door. Mila is a sleepwalker. I forgot about that. Yeah. And so, or when the boys were little, it was a fear that they were going to get out of their room and go try and cook something in the morning and turn the stove on or, you know, (laughs) I just, yeah, I have fears. Okay. I got it. I got you. Legit fears, I'm Matt. I'm, I'm scared of losing my kids. <laughs> Your dead kids. My dead kids. <laughs> oh, Ooh, that awful. would be so weird <laughs> to just have dead kids in my house that I'm taking care of. Okay, stop that. <laughs> you have to stop. There are people who do it, though. <laughs> we have to stop. All right, last one. O.J. Simpson almost played the Terminator, but James Cameron thought his persona was too pleasant to portray such a dark character. (laughs) Besides, he would have needed gloves and, you know, the Terminator. The juice. (laughs) (laughs) Artist updates. (laughs) That was the weirdest five (laughs) random facts I think we've ever had. Oh, You're gosh. welcome. It's a it's a fun week so far. Well, speaking of for King and Country, you're gonna whoop, see them. Whoop. I this saw weekend. them on Sunday. Or yeah, you're you're gonna have gonna already saw them. I'm gonna have gonna. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's the hard thing about recording on Saturdays. If we do anything on Sunday, it's the future, but really the past. <laughs> well, Luke from for King and Country pointed out this weekend when you go to to. Uh, when you go to get coffee and you look for Wi-Fi, you see some interesting Wi-Fi names. He wants to know what's the weirdest one you've seen. Luke says his weirdest happened this weekend when he saw FBI surveillance van on the list. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's a common one. 
That is a common one. But there are so many, like in my neighborhood alone. That are funny or weird? Awful. 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 Like dirty ones? Yes, like mean. Like I don't want to know my neighbors. (laughs) I'm going to start judging my neighbors by their Wi-Fi. Like instead of asking them their name... Hi, what's your Wi-Fi? Can't be your friend. You know, I mean, they're just like, they're dirty and they're cruel and they're Goodness. just, yeah. They seem like fun ones. Like, no. uh, get off my land, L-A-N. Oh, I get that uh, one. Ours for the longest time was, I believe, Why Can Fi. But then that R. Kelly special came out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, hmm. Probably Let's not good. <laughs> so now ours is Daniel Wi-Figer. Aww. <laughs> Aww. Since that's what our Wi-Fi is mainly used for these days with our kids and Amazon Fire Stick. Oh, I'm so angry too. Why? Amazon had a deal with PBS Kids or whatever to play a lot of PBS's shows. Uh-huh. Well, now PBS is trying to do their own streaming thing. And so this past uh, week or two weeks ago, I guess now, we went from having 10 seasons of Daniel Tiger to, to go through to two. Oh, wow. They cut eight seasons off. Now it's only available at PBS Kids or pay an extra fee to watch it on Amazon. Upset. Kids are upset. Because we're still going to be watching Daniel Tiger. But, now but we're it's going to be, be the same, the same ones. two seasons over and over again. What about Mr. Rogers? Uh, they've got a few. They don't have like full seasons, but no. they have like a. It's basically one season's worth of like the best. We watched a few of those. You should introduce them to Reading Rainbow. Ooh, but I'm pretty sure that's on PBS too, isn't it? It was on Amazon. Was it? Well, that's what I'm saying. But yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that happened with a lot of the PBS shows. Exactly. It down. was an original PBS, but there may be some seasons, just like there are a couple of yeah, Daniel maybe. Tiger still. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's extra stuff that you could watch. Amazon's they could watch making... the Antique Roadshow. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon's doing pretty good. Uh, how did we get over here? I'm not sure. I'm talking about this. Wi Fi. With the kids show, though. Wi-Fi. They have a show called Stinky and Dirty. Which my kids love. It's about a, a a dump truck and a not a bulldozer, but one of those kind of things. Construction worker cars. They're best friends, and they have all kinds of adventures. It's fun. That it's very smart. Yeah. It's a very smart cartoon idea aimed for little boys. Mm-hmm. That's very smart. And and it's adorable the way my youngest says it, too. Stinky and dirty. <laughs> oh, stinky and dirty. <laughs> he's, he's pretty cute. <laughs> um, so, yeah, have you heard any other weird ones? Any good ones? <laughs> Non-dirty ones? Not that I can think of. Nope. I mean, I'm about to look right now to see what's around, <laughs> what is currently around us. What Wi-Fi options do we currently have? I don't think there are any specifically funny named ones here. Left Sanctuary and Right Sanctuary. <laughs> Those are our TVs. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. Yep. Just a bunch of Netgears and Linksys. It's because they're... Oh, see, I don't even have those. I only show Highlands. Mm. 
I have a Wi-Fi analyzer app that kind of shows all the Wi-Fi in the area and what level it's at. Oh, yeah? And what channel it's on. It's weird. So if anybody's coming into your Wi-Fi, it's Matt. <laughs> Not only is he coming into it to steal it, but he's going to judge it and then steal it. Another minute for King & Country News. They have another number one song. Billboard announced this week that uh, God Only Knows has hit number one on the Billboard Christian Airplay chart. Such a good one. Tying the hit single Joy as their fastest rise to number one. Yeah, God Only Knows is really good. Came out at a... I mean, it came out a while ago with the album, but their music video came out about the time that we were having some issues here Serious in our town. Stuff happening, you know, yeah. We had, I think it was three different people, two teenagers and an adult, all within about a week's time. Yeah. That uh, decided to take their own lives, and that's kind of what their music video was about. It was about finding those people that feel like that they don't have anything left to live for and mm-hmm. giving them... You know, reminding them of reasons to live, giving yeah. them the redirecting the them. love that they're seeking. Mm-hmm. Uh, so very good, very good song. One of the best ones on their album, I think. I really like "Burn the Ships" too. "Burn though. the Ships" is good. "Fighter" is good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a good album. Joy. There's another of one. There's another one. Oh, and I can't think of it. Oh, I'll know it tomorrow. Is it the one about the? marriage yes pioneers pioneers yeah that's a good one too with both their wives in it Mm -hmm. i like the fact that they actually use their wives because you know there's always there's a bunch of artists out there that have all these love songs that bring in another person but it's usually just another yeah artist it's Mm -hmm. not their actual Mm -hmm. wife that they're singing to that's why it was their last album where uh i don't remember their names but the tall one who Went through a big health scare and there was... Pretty a, sure that's Luke. Is that Luke? Okay, yeah. Uh, anyway, he went through a big health scare. There, there was a season where they actually thought he could die from it. Mm-hmm. And so once they kind of came out of that, they wrote a song what about song how they were feeling. Um, what was it called? Gosh, I don't remember. But I know the crux of it was... Uh, I'm not ready to live without you was was the main part of it. Without you. Is it called without, without you? you? Yeah, okay, it is without you. Yep. But yeah, oh, that makes me cry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wasn't that Rebecca St. James that sang with them on that one, or am no, I wrong? No, no, okay. it's his wife. Oh, is it his wife? Mm-hmm. Okay. Which, Rebecca St. James is their sister, so. Well, it's one of their sisters. They're not brothers. They are brothers. Are they? Yeah. No. Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. They are brothers. Really? Yes. They don't look alike. Do you look like your brothers? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Not everybody does. I thought it was just the main guy. No. Wow. The I put R for King in the Google, and the very first thing that pops up is R for King and Country Brothers. (laughs) Let's see. Uh. Yeah. Joel and Luke Smallbone. Wow, well, I didn't know that. And then Rebecca St. James is their sister. I thought it was just Joel who was related to Rebecca St. James. Weird. I learned something today. I can't believe you didn't know that. <laughs> Why? Why can you not believe it? Do they go around wearing shirts saying, we are brothers? 
Because I knew it. And if I know something, I feel like you should know You're something. You're an obsessed fan, fangirl. I'm really not, though. <laughs> I feel like in their last, in their concert that I saw, they said something about being brothers. I don't recall that. Okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> and even then, I might have taken it as... Like Christian brothers. Brothers, you know, yeah. You know, that means so many different or... things, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Casting Crowns Wanda Vevo posted this week. You know, you're living like Jay-Z and Beyonce when you think, which car do I take for errands? However, this comparison broke down quickly when he explained his choices. One that's 2,000 miles past its oil change or the one with the bad brakes? Sorry, I was yawning. I was yawning at the joke. (laughs) (laughs) You're not funny, one. Sorry. <laughs> You're putting me to sleep over here. <laughs> uh, ben Calhoun found something to celebrate as his man, Citizen's Way, Citizen Way, uh, recovers from a bus fire. Did you see this? No. Their entire bus. Gone. Wow. Uh, over the weekend, he shared Ava has a stuffed rabbit named Buttons. Uh, she's had it since she was a baby. I asked the fire chief if he could look for buttons. He dug around the charred remains uh, of the back lounge, finally emerging with a sopping wet, charred little bunny full of broken glass and says, is this it? I held her and she sobbed and held her priceless childhood toy in her little hands, uh, little shaking hands. Buttons made it. And amazingly, so did the Bible my father used in seminary and my computer with all my songs and music projects on it. I thanked the fire chief as he smiled and said, you know, these are the moments that make what we do worth it. Ben, uh, seriously, you gave your child. <laughs> I'm sure. A bunny. Sure cleaned it off. That was sopping wet, <laughs> charred, and full of broken glass. I'm sure they got at least the broken glass out of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not supporting this story. It reminds me of, uh, I think it was an SNL skit. It might have been a Mad TV skit where it was just a guy with bad toy inventions and one of them. No, it was SNL. It was Dan Aykroyd. One of those toy inventions was just bag of glass. That's what this is. That's what Little Buttons currently is. Bag of glass. Oh, man. When we come back, what does successful Christian parenting look like? Stick around. Here in this third hour on Tuesday morning, we've got a topic for you. And uh, we're going to be talking about successful Christian parenting, specifically an article by J.T. Warsak from Dr. Jane Dobson's uh, Family Talk blog, 10 Traits of Successful Christian Parenting. So these, these are, this list isn't saying, here's how to be perfect, it's just saying, this is what you kind of want to lean to. Strive for. Yeah, strive for. So let's uh, let's go through them and we'll kind of discuss them, see if we agree. Uh, the first one on the list is teach them early and often when it comes to the gospel message. Which I think, of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
it's it's up to you, I guess, to dis- to discern what level of detail we get to when it comes to, you know, crucifixion and all that kind of stuff. No, tell them all of it. <laughs> Make your four-year-old sit down and watch Passion of the Christ. Right. <laughs> Number two, instill in your children that they are fearfully and wonderfully made by God, mm. and that uh, and that has a special that they, that He has a special purpose for their lives. Just understand that that might come back to bite you when they're not doing something correctly, even though you've told them and taught them a thousand times how to do it. They may then say. But I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. <laughs> it's a true story. Uh, you throw that back in my face, you're going to need to be fearful. <laughs> <laughs> Number three, be a student of your child's heart and get to know his or her special gifts and passions. And then provide the opportunities for your child to grow in these areas. Mm. I feel like you kind of did that this year with Canon, with the whole gymnastics thing. Because mm-hmm. I feel like that kind of came out of nowhere, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It did. It did. He, has, since he's been able to walk, probably honestly before he was able to walk, he's been flipping and rolling. And within about two months period of time of really dedicating himself to learning how to do a standing backflip, mm-hmm. he taught himself how to do a standing backflip. And it was then, we've, we've always had a trampoline. So, you know, a lot of that energy could be taken out there. Mm-hmm. But it was when he started doing things off of the trampoline and things that I had no idea how to instruct him and make sure he was doing it safely <laughs> that I decided, okay, he needs to at least be in some form of a structured environment. Yeah. Where someone who has a background in this can can make sure he's doing it the correct way. And then within a month's time of doing that, he was asked to be on the competitive gymnastics team. And found out a couple weeks ago that he's going to Florida to compete at a national level. Yeah. So. That's really cool. Yeah. Yep. So doing it since August and doing it competitively since October. And then in July, he'll compete nationally, which (laughs) still he like his skills are amazing, but his mindset really he freaks out. He has all sorts of anxiety because he knows (laughs) that he's low man on the totem pole as far as the, Mm -hmm. the team is concerned. You know, many of these kids have been competing for years. Yeah. And so he slightly freaks out at every competition, but... Yeah, that is absolutely without a doubt our goal in our family is to find, because all three of my kids are so different, Mm -hmm. so different. And specifically the boys, even though they're just a little more than a year apart, they are vastly different in many ways. So one, finding what their area is, and two, finding the time to allow them each specific time adequate time Mm -hmm. to dedicate to those areas yeah that it takes dedication on our part sacrifice (laughs) on our part uh speaking of dedication number four in our list of 10 traits of successful christian parenting is dedicate time each day to acknowledge god in your lives Mm. um so i would include this as like prayer times and 
just being kind of open about your faith, right? Sure. I, but I also feel like, you know, in those little things when God shows up and you're like, oh. okay, so the last competition that we went to was in a new place. Cannon and I went, just the two of us, to go to his his state competition. Um, and we had never been there. So for me, that's kind of a anxiety, mm-hmm. you know, not knowing where we're going to park or which entry to go into and, you know, things yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and he's on a schedule. He has to be there at a certain time. So then freaking out <laughs> about are we going to be there on time because time is not always my friend. So um, we get about 10 minutes out and I always take time then to pray for Cannon's anxiety, for his safety, whatever. And I prayed that we would find a, God would provide a parking spot and that it would be easy for us to get in. There would be no stress, no frustration. It would just all work easily. And that's the first time in any of his competitions that I specifically prayed for that. Yeah. Okay. So we pull up and we go through the first parking lot and there's no parking spots. But I can see into the parking lot directly across the street, right front and center, there's a parking spot. So it's like, thank you, God. We pull out, we go to that parking spot, and I park. And I said, see, God really answered that prayer. I know that you're going to have a great competition today because he's already answering our small prayers. He's definitely going to answer our big prayers. It's nothing that we have to worry about or stress out over, you know, Mm -hmm. trying to calm his anxiety. And he kind of looked at me and chuckled, and I said, no, Cannon, he answered that prayer. I prayed for this parking spot, and we have it. And he just looked at me, and I was like, God answers prayers no matter what they are, big or small. He's there for us. We just have to be willing to see him. And he's like, okay. So I think bringing it back to those little things that um, can so often be easy for us to overlook or just write off, yeah, you know, um, maybe as coincidence or whatever, just kind of, but reminding our kids that, yeah, that was God. Because I don't <laughs> even remember what the original thing was now. <laughs> All right, number five. Train your sons and daughters with the end goal in mind, raising them to become godly men and women. See, this is at the level that I'm at here with a five and two-year-old, nearly Mm -hmm. two-year-old. This is the stuff that I'm really worrying about because I feel like I really need to get this right at the beginning years. Yeah. I don't want to have to be fighting the idea of it with them. Well, see, for right now, Matt, you're number one. Teach them early and often when it comes to the gospel message. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, that's that's where you are. I think train your sons and daughters with the end goal in mind is a lot more towards, like, when they're, what do you want to be when you grow up? You know, and then making sure that their grades in school reflect that or making sure that they're doing extracurricular things that reflect them being what they want to be when they grow up, forgetting that the true end goal is not them becoming a graphic designer or it's not them becoming a doctor or a veterinarian, but it's them becoming a godly man or woman. Mm-hmm. That's the end goal, you know? And that's something that I've really had to focus on in the last several years, forgetting because they're going to hear from teachers all the time. What's your five-year goal? What's your 10-year goal or plan? You know, what Mm -hmm. do you want to be? And I tell all of my kids every day on a regular basis, I don't care if you make $300,000 a year. I don't care if you make $10,000 a year. 
As long as you're doing what God has told you to do. That's what I care about. Yeah. You're right. So that's what I think of when I hear that. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, number six, never let your anger drive your discipline. All Whew. disciplinary missions should be done in love. Um, gosh. Yeah, that's difficult. Yeah. It's incredibly difficult and it doesn't get easier. Well, thanks. I'm glad You're welcome. To know that. <laughs> You're welcome. The only thing that has worked for me is that's why we, when the boys were little, when Mila was little, and I think I've shared this before, but that's why we would discipline in the bathroom because that gave me time to walk away from the situation, mm. to remove myself, get, gave me time to process what was happening, and then I didn't react immediately mm. in that very moment, you know? And I, Chris says that I tend to beat a dead horse, but I talk to them. Why, why are, you being, are you being disciplined right now? What decisions did you make? And that's another, it's more for me than it is for them because it requires me to calm down. Yeah, I think that's where, typically where I'm at, is that I usually, if, if, if I'm going to be disciplining Usually just Elijah at this point. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be disciplining Elijah. I usually have to send him to his room. Yeah. And I wait for a few minutes. Yeah. Not to have him freaking out about it, but just so I will calm down. Because, mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then typically at that point, my punishments tend to be a little lighter. <laughs> yeah. Than they would be, too. Because sometimes he gets under my skin to the point where it infuriates me. Yeah. And... I don't, yeah, I don't want to react out of that. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it is hard. And knowing that it's going to continue to be hard, uh, I'm not too happy about that. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I think what gets harder is when they're little, I mean, obviously, depending on your, your viewpoints and your stance. But for us, when they were little, it was, okay, you get a spanking. Mm-hmm. You know, and you get a spanking for every year that you are. If you're two years old, you get two spankings. Just like timeout. You sit in timeout for two minutes or whatever, you know. If you're five years old, you get five spankings. This is how it works. That's our, that's what we decided as a family. You can't do that with a 12 and 13 year old. Right, yeah. <laughs> that then is borderline child abuse and it, you know, it's just not good to stick your 13 year old across your knee and spank him. So... <laughs> That is what... Not comfortable for anybody. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that whole, this hurts me more than it hurts you. It It is a little true in that instance. Um, but I think that's what's becoming harder, is finding punishments that actually punish. Yeah. That actually hurt. You mm -hmm. know? They sting a little. So... Uh, number seven in our list of 10 traits of successful Christian parenting is allow your household to be a refuge where mercy and grace are practiced each day. Mm -hmm. <sighs> yeah. Mm -hmm. See, this is difficult because Eli doesn't currently understand that concept very well. Yeah. So there are times when, you know, he'll do something, but... You know, he'll do something wrong that he will normally get a spanking for or get punished one way or another, put in the corner. And then before we can spank him, and I think we kind of talked about this a, a couple of weeks ago, before we can spank him before we get home or whatever, 
he does something nice or does something sweet or whatever. And so we're like, look, we're going to show you grace. We're not going to spank you for this, but we do expect better behavior. Yeah. And then he'll immediately do something else. Yeah. And they're like, well, you had your chance. Yeah. (laughs) It's hard to continue that or to even show that fully because then he does something else. And so we immediately have to then discipline him. Yeah. It's like, you threw the grace away. How do we get to that? (laughs) It's hard to get to that correlation and teach a lesson at that point. Well, and there are going to (sighs) be kids who accept grace or accept mercy. Mm -hmm. And then there are going to be kids who push the grace and the mercy. Mm -hmm. And there are adults who do it, you know? Oh, yeah. You just have to find what works for your kids. And I, it bothers me to no end when you have someone outside of the home who will say, well, you should be showing them grace. Okay, you don't live with my child. <laughs> you don't get a vote. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. don't see how many times I've tried to offer grace and it it backfires. Yeah, it's like that uh, story in the Bible where the people were like, shouldn't we be sinning more so God's grace will be shown more abundantly. Yeah. You're like, yeah, it doesn't really it doesn't really work that way. Right. <laughs> <It's not laughs> right. You can't just keep on doing it. Yeah. It's just not. It's just not. Not the way. Uh, number eight, laugh and enjoy life in a way that uplifts others and be an example of being uh, being there when others have a need. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of like being an example. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I like that. It's teaching them more about giving than receiving without having the aspect of a gift. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, that is one thing that I know Elijah is fantastic about. He gets more excited about other people opening gifts than about his own gifts. Yeah. He has a giving spirit. Yeah. And he, even back when he was like two, I remember he was at a baby shower for one of the Spurgeon girls and... He was just so excited. He kept walking up right next to her and just just eyes wide open and hands going nuts as she was opening presents. Like, Aww. what is it? What is it? Aww. Yeah. He was just so excited for her. <laughs> and That's sweet. Uh, then he and Bentley had a birthday party mm-hmm. together, a joint mm-hmm. birthday party this year. And, you know, he was excited for him. He was like, Bentley, you got a this. This is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's sweet. It was really neat. Yeah. Uh, number nine, encourage children to desire and value hard work. This is <laughs> this, this is not going to be easier either. <laughs> uh, because it goes against the very nature of every person, I believe. Yeah. You know, as a whole, I'm sure there are exceptions of people who enjoy hard work. There are workaholics out there. Yeah. Um, but. It goes against the typical nature mm-hmm. of a person. and Especially in today's culture. Yeah. <laughs> yes, especially in today's culture when if you don't know how to do something, you just Google it. Mm-hmm. Or you don't know how to... This drives Chris crazy. Topher doesn't know how to compete a le- complete a level on a video game. He YouTubes it. And then follows what the YouTubers and Chris is like, I didn't have YouTube. I spent weeks on one stinking level until I figured it out. Well, and then by luck, I just happened to complete that level. And if I didn't save and I had to go back. In Topher's defense, 
even though we didn't have YouTube when we were kids, they were selling strategy guides by the thousands. That's true. That showed you how to do everything and where to find every individual coin and piece. That's true. I don't think Chris's family (laughs) ever allowed him to have a strategy guide, though. (laughs) I had a few of them. Not necessarily to play through the game, but because they were really cool. They, they were, were like cool, really neat, and books. they had hidden things in there that you mm-hmm. didn't know to look for. You mm-hmm. didn't know yeah, you got levels were the there. Secrets. Yeah, I mean that's how I figured out how to uh, open the cannon that was outside of the castle in Super Mario sixty four. Yeah, and how to get up on the roof and find Yoshi up there yep. and everything. Yep, I'm like I didn't know this was in there. Yeah, I didn't know you could open that. All those little yeah are they considered Easter eggs? All those little. They weren't then, but okay. I guess that's what you would call them now. Yeah, yeah. all those little hidden things. Yeah. Um, but like, for me, if it was a game like Zelda or something like that, uh-huh. absolutely I would buy a strategy guide or I would be looking at YouTube now to get through it. You and Chris are going to have not, words. I do not have the patience. <laughs> Y'all are going to have words. It drives him crazy. It uh, really, it drives him crazy. And I tell Chris all the time, it's... It is snowing. It's snowing outside. Mo just stopped <laughs> mid-sentence because she looked out the window. <laughs> um, I tell him all the time that I believe it's being resourceful. Like he's using his re- resources. Yeah. You know, if he were... Right. If this was his job, he's working smarter, not, not harder. harder. Yeah. You know... But it, I think because there wasn't YouTube when we were kids, that's what frustrates Chris a little more. But in then in Chris's defense, though, when you beat that game and you beat it all on your own. Oh, yeah. Like, I remember when I beat Goldeneye and I didn't have any strategy guide. I didn't have any tips or tricks or anything. When I beat Goldeneye 007, I was on the freaking moon. Proud of myself. Yeah. Because it took forever. Yeah. We got to like the St. Petersburg level and it just killed me for a year. Yeah. A solid year. I couldn't beat that thing. See, so that makes me wonder, will they have as much um, appreciation for their hard work, pride for their hard work, if if they're not putting in that effort? I don't know. I uh I had to Google how to fix a oh, true. thing in my yeah. car and how to fix a uh, light switch that is shorted out and how to fix a garbage disposal all in the last month. And you did it. And I felt amazing yeah. every time. I... <laughs> and again, you were being resourceful. Right, yeah. The fact that all that is online right now is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all um, right, we're getting <laughs> a yeah. little off topic. And lastly, in our list of 10 Traits of Successful Christian Parenting by J.T. Wersack from Dr. James Dobson's Family Talk blog, always reinforce that our greatest life goal is to glorify God in all we do. Mm. See, I think that's something that even most of us as adult Christians don't think about enough in that it's not just, our faith is not just tied to our church work and ministries and whatnot, but that in every action that we take and in every situation, be it work, how we interact with people, with our kids, how we interact with people at the DMV, all this kind of stuff, that's all a part of how we're supposed to be glorifying God. Yeah. In every single thing, we're supposed to be doing it in a way 
that not only God approves, but that it makes it brings him glory to yeah, yeah to everybody else yeah and we get out of that mindset we get into this uh sunday only mindset where we kind of just do our own thing or we hate our job and complain about life and and it's normal and both of us do it too all the time but <laughs> speak for yourself <laughs> uh but it's yeah it's a mindset that we do definitely need to encourage uh not just in them but in ourselves we need to model that mm-hmm. um when you're driving on the road and there's a stupid person driving maybe don't yell that out stupid person <laughs> or more profane things um yeah because they're watching they're watching everything you do and listening so my uh, kids hear me say on a regular basis why do you not know how to drive <laughs> On a regular basis. And what will end up happening is I'll end up passing that person. And I don't do it like, you know, I I pass that person legally with the dotted line. You know, I pass them. I don't flip them off as I'm passing them. I don't stare them down. I don't lay on my horn. But I do pass them. And I've noticed that Canon specifically will judge the person. Oh, it was an old lady. (laughs) (laughs) old lady stupid old lady drivers so and he had to catch himself one time because he said oh it was a woman why don't women know (laughs) and i just looked at him and i said excuse me (laughs) and he said why don't all women know how to drive like you know how to drive mom (laughs) that's awful and fantastic yeah yeah. All at once. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, how I can tell that they're always watching is that uh, my youngest son. Now, this isn't this isn't directly my fault, but it's indirectly my fault because okay. I did encourage this with Eli because it was hilarious. Okay. Uh, you know, Eli used to say he he's he's very fond of of poop humor. Yes, he so is. He used to, Always has been. At one point, he used to say, uh, poo-poo head at people. We call people poo-poo head. Uh-huh. And so the first couple times he did it, both me and Adria laughed hysterically. And so that just ingrained in him, this is a funny thing. I can do this. So even though every other time after that, we're like, no, stop. Stop with the potty talk. Don't do this. Mm-hmm. He still continued to do it because he knew eventually it would get a laugh. Well, now... Johnny has picked that up. And, you know, he's two and everything he says is adorable. And so he's saying it to everybody who's leaving. But you can see on his face, his whole demeanor changes because he remembers to say it. Yeah. He'll say, bye, Grandma, bye, Grandma. And he goes, bye, poo-poo head, really loud. <laughs> like, don't call your grandma. And so he's doing that at night, too. We're putting him to bed. And like, good night. You do, do the little lullaby, drink the bottle, put a blanket, bling, whatever you go. Good night, Eli. Good night, Daddy. I'm closing the door. Bye, poo poo head. Really loud. And it's so freaking funny. <laughs> but <laughs> we're trying not to laugh. <laughs> you guys are just setting yourselves up. I know. Oh, <laughs> uh, they're both going to be little comedians. It's all, It's going to be fun when they say it to the wrong person and that wrong person is going to approach you about it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, my I kid. I was a kid, though. I got in trouble, too. My yeah? mom got a call. Really? Because I was saying, what was it? Oh, it was a riff on uh, 
party time from the mask where he goes, it's party time, P-A-R-T-Y, because I gotta. I said, it's potty time, P-O-T-T-Y, why? Because I gotta go. <laughs> I said that like four times one day in recess and the teacher overheard it and called my mom about it and I got to talk it to her. I'm like, what the? It was funny. I came up with it on my own. <laughs> I was really proud of that joke. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I don't know how we got there. Let's ask us anything. Yeah. Oh, that's right. What is the most ridiculous thing you have bought? Most ridiculous thing I've bought? Um, It's really coming down out there. Like hard. It's snowing really hard out there. Sorry, it's very distracting because it's April whatever. 16th. 16th. <laughs> and it's been 90 degrees the last three My days. Gosh, Mila was jumping in the sprinkler on Tuesday. <laughs> A week ago, she was jumping in the sprinkler. Uh, all right. Most ridiculous thing I've ever bought. I can't. That's honestly, I know. I can't think of anything. I'm really trying to. I don't know. I mean, I guess, I don't know if it's the most ridiculous, but one of the most ridiculous things is that, you know, I collect the Funko Pop figures. I've collected them for years. I've really slowed down on buying them this year. It's been very few I've bought this year. But I do know that I had one custom made to look like me. Really? As a superhero. As a White Lantern. And That's uh, not ridiculous. That's actually really cool. It is really cool. But it was also like 150 bucks. <laughs> but it looks really cool. Ugh. I I cannot think of anything that I bought that was... Ridiculous. And I f- feel bad because I feel like that makes me sound like better than everybody else. <laughs> I don't buy ridiculous things, thank you. Um, What about like as a gift? Did you ever give a gag gift to somebody? You had to buy a ridiculous thing for. I mean, so I'm taking it way back. But my first, like, real official boyfriend, I think I've told the story about how he stuck his arm around me at church. Yeah. Okay. And we got called out Uh by the pastor. Yeah. So this was Jeremy. And I was, like, 13 when... My mom and dad were like, okay, yeah, you guys can, you can be boyfriend. Because we went to church because they knew his parents. Yeah. They knew he was a good kid. So it was right at Christmas time and I had to get him a Christmas gift. But it's my first boyfriend and I'm only 13 years old. Like, what do you get your first boyfriend? So I got him a singing Christmas tree (laughs) that was motion censored. Mm. So throughout the first night of having this singing Christmas tree every time he would roll over in his bed one direction or the other the Christmas tree would wake up and sing a Christmas carol (laughs) and Jeremy's older sister and I were very good friends and their bedrooms were side by side and so it was waking both of them yeah yeah so she told me the next day she was like you know it was a cute idea, but I personally don't appreciate it because I got no sleep last night. <laughs> so that may have been the most ridiculous gift that I've sure. ever given. Lord. 
But it was, it was a, I felt like at the time for a 13 year old girl with her first boyfriend, that was a good Christmas gift. <laughs> All right, well, stick around. We'll be back soon to close out the show. Close out the show for the day. We got your Bible verse and thought for the day. Bible verse for the day is Romans 13, 8. Owe no one anything except to love each other. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. Bless you. Woo! I was holding that in the whole time. Pardon me, guys. Good job. (laughs) Our thought for the day, our thought for the day (laughs) comes from Greg Laurie. When it comes to worry, we need to develop a conditioned reflex. We need to turn our worries into prayers (laughs) thank you for joining us this morning we're here every monday through thursday starting at 7 a.m eastern 4 a.m pacific with an encore presentation at 10 eastern and 7 pacific if you ever miss one of our shows you can find all the chatty bits smashed together into a podcast for you over on backrowradio.com and as always be sure you're connecting with all aspects of the back row by visiting thebackrow.org and join our meme packed facebook group at brbchurch.com if you love what we do here at the back row morning show and more specifically back row radio as a whole please consider partnering with us at patreon.com slash radio that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash radio or go to backrowradio.com scroll all the way to the bottom of the page and you'll find the link there oh the next line's fine too we've only done it every episode of the show ever mo what's the final word love your children (laughs) even when they're being hooligans That is it for today's show. If you need us, we'll be in the back. Bye.